It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. You need something to deal with all that overcast, rainy, drizzle, whatever that is, and all the traffic that is ensuing around the DMV. Good morning, everyone. On a Tuesday, just after 9 o'clock in the morning, right here, Russell and Medhurst, Pedro will be in in a sec. He is stuck in traffic soup. I heard the Suitland Parkway was a nightmare, uh, apparently a big accident, go figure, and uh, that's what uh, Pete was stuck in, so he will be here in just a second. Uh, Mr. Me and Me and Me and Me and Me uh, is back with us, Maddie. Uh, I know you didn't have a day off yesterday, but you weren't with us. Did you miss Ooh. us? Yes, I did miss you guys. <laughs> You're giving the Ric Flair woo because you didn't have to listen to me the whole time. <laughs> you didn't have to listen. Can you get this? Can you do this? Can you do this? Uh, anyway, um, did you like working with Doc and and, and Scott Jackson uh, better than uh, you liked working with me and Pete? Just a different show. You uh, know, it's uh, I don't I don't have a favorite. Correct. It's very politically correct. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give you that. No, Wait, there Ron, are, are, are no Ron favorites Rivera here now. Are you like Ron Rivera, like Mr. You know, you can't say anything, like you know, because I got to toe the water here. No, in this situation, I actually understand what Ron's getting at. Oh, okay, all right, okay, all right. So we have Ron Rivera with us, uh, <clears throat> Ron Rivera Jr., uh, and um, that's unfortunate. Uh, but anyway, uh, so um, we have Matt back with us. Uh, and Pedro just uh, is here now, so we'll let him set up. So we'll start the show. <coughs> excuse me. With this um, Monday night football last night. Before we get to what the ridiculous, almost absurd-like Indianapolis Colts are doing, which has a direct effect, of course, on the Commandalorians because that's the next opponent. Before we get to that. Before we get to some of what Ron had to say, uh, before we get to Chase Young and all of that, let's start with the Monday night football fallout. But actually, before we do that, we'll say good morning to Mr. Pedro. Uh, how are you, pal? Gross 120 hour, or no, not 120 minute, one hour, 20 mm. minute ride, which is supposed to take 45. So. Ugh. That's, uh, I didn't even have to fun. take my daughter to school today, so mm. I mean, it's just brutal. Yeah, uh, I I was uh, an hour and a half, so I. I and the I best part is uh, the best part is feeling. here's the best part. Okay, dude with Virginia tag. Okay, mm -hmm. you're in the right lane that's supposed to go straight. The person next to you is in the left lane that's supposed to turn left. Okay, the person that's doing what they're supposed to. No problem. The guy in the right lane 
All of a sudden wants to make a left across the face of the guy in the yeah. left lane. The guy in the left lane honks his horn because the guy almost takes his front end out. Yeah. And what does the dope with the Virginia tag do that made the bad turn? He sticks his finger out in the air and says, you're number one. Yeah. Usually he was the moron that made the mistake, not the guy that beeped the horn who was trying not to get his front end taken yeah. off. Usually it's uh, like it's funny to hear a Marylander describe a traffic incident. It's the dope from Virginia. It's it, all that stuff, right? If I was telling the story, it would be Dude, I'm like Robert Sala. The- I keep receipts, man. <laughs> I've I've visualized tags of the people that do stupid things. I know. Driving in the Suitland Parkway, people that are going hundred miles an hour. Uh-huh. Nine times out of ten, it's a DC license plate. DC. Okay, so, right. so not Virginia. Correct. But normally I have the problem the biggest problem with Maryland drivers. What are we doing? Whether in Virginia, DC, or in Maryland. We don't go out to Virginia unless we're getting <laughs> life saving uh, you know serum or cells to save our bodies or something i can jump in on this no blinkers in maryland i never see anyone with the maryland turn signal use they're, their turn they're signals. driving too fast to use their well, blinkers you don't follow me then because i'm a marylander uses my turn signal <sighs> Man, and that's I, what you're supposed to do I, credit where it's due I, I'll, I'll tell you before one quick thing yesterday uh i i stopped at a traffic light and on on route 50 in chantilly and some dude was not happy that I had the audacity to stop at a red light. And he was behind me, but like thousands of feet. And he was going so fast. He had to literally, because he was going so fast and because he had to run the red light and I mean, run it by five to seven seconds. He had to swerve around me into the left-hand turning lane to blow past me and to blow through the intersection and to blow through the light at, you know, probably 90 miles per hour on a 50-mile-per-hour road. It just, you know, people are j- j- just awful. Anyway, nobody wants to hear uh, traffic uh, uh, grinding and whining and all that. So just be safe out there, right? A little rainy. Uh, I don't know if it's raining in any spots, but it's definitely overcast, maybe a little light drizzle. It's Tuesday. More people commute. Uh, all that will keep you company if you're uh, stuck in traffic uh, as both uh, of us where Matt is the smartest one of the three. Uh, he just takes the train and uh, avoids it all and gets here on time every day. No problem with that. All right, Pete, we got a lot to do. Monday night football, then we'll get to the Indianapolis Colts mess, then we'll get to Chase Young, then we'll get to uh, some things Ron Rivera said, and then we'll get to, uh, or in some way, shape, or form, uh, all the fan fiasco type stuff, right? But I want to start with Monday Night Football because you are a big Bailey Zappy guy. Mm-hmm. And it looked like for a little while there, the Bears were going to get zapped. It looked like for a little while there, oh my gosh, what do we have here? Do we have Tom Brady Jr.? Do we have the next really cool thing? And then... Splat like a bug. Not necessarily all Bailey Zappi's fault by any means. Did throw a couple of interceptions. But the Patriots, after getting a short-term infusion of life from said Bailey Zappi. I mean, they were throwing the ball downfield. uh, Got the big touchdown, uh, obviously, to uh, Jacoby Myers for 30. That was on that first drive. Got the big play to uh, Devontae Parker. I was a little happy because I picked him up on my fantasy team with Cooper Cup out. So I needed a big night from him to sort of make it competitive. I started getting my juices flowing for your guy Bailey Zappi. 
Mm-hmm. And then, again, like a bug hitting a windshield or something similar to that, it just went. Well, I mean, and here's here's Patriots. here's why. Um, you know, as their their defense played a rare bad game last yep. night, Fields just kept. I mean. Fields, every time they needed eight, he got nine. Every time they they needed six, he got mm-hmm. seven. I mean, he just killed them running the ball and moving the chains, and then it just emphasized the turnovers both by Mack and by uh, Bailey Zappi last night. The last interception by Zappi, it's a ball he's either got to throw, he's either got to loft that ball over to the defender, or he's got to throw the ball a little more conviction in that situation. He almost tried to aim it right to Tyquan Thornton, and Roquan Smith did a great job to uh, jump under one route, and then the corner uh, got the other route, number six, uh, at the end. So, I mean, it, it, when you're down 33-14 you're, and you're out there doing things, I mean, look, he, there were times he looked like Taylor Heineke's right. first couple of possessions right. because you're not getting the reps. You know, you knew Mac Jones was coming back this week, so Mac Jones probably getting all the reps mm-hmm. during the course of practice, mm-hmm. and he looked like a rookie. I mean, I'm not going to make any excuses for him. I mean, he, he gave you a couple of really good series, and then when New England can't run the ball, Okay, when when they cannot run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson to stay in the game, neither one of those quarterbacks are going to have great success with the way that roster is constructed right now. And give the Bears a lot of credit. The Bears played a really good defensive game against Washington, but I don't think we really understood how good it was because of our questions about Washington's offense at the time. They backed it up with another super effort. Uh, last night, off the, the you know with the ten days uh, to prepare, and their running game was fantastic. They ran for over two hundred yards. He's physically beat up the Patriots last night Absolutely. at the point of attack, and I think that's more, even more of the big story. Now, to the point we were talking about, me, you, and Dar had this little uh, menage a trois going on Twitter <laughs> uh, last night. And look, I mean there there's going to be there's going to be players like Zappy that are going to excel now in the NFL. Because scouting is better than it's ever been. Some teams are putting more resources into that department than others. Some, you know, know, Marty Herney was at the Washington-Houston game Mm -hmm. uh, this past weekend. Navy-Houston. Navy-Houston. What what did I say? Washington-Houston? Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm a dumb guy. But he was there. He works for Washington. Yeah, he works for Washington. Um, Marty Herney loves to college scout. Loves, I mean, which he, is, and and he completely understand that. He does not want to be an office jockey. Hey, if I'm Marty Herney, if I'm Marty Herney at minimum, I'm either at a Navy game with some of the great competition that Navy plays in the American. Mm-hmm. Um, either I'm at a Maryland game because Maryland's playing Big Ten people mm-hmm. uh, every week. I, I'm at one of those games oh, every absolutely. week if I can be there. I'm pretty sure they were probably looking at Patrick Paul, the big left tackle uh, for Houston, uh, who's uh, I, I think can't miss can't miss left tackle kid right. going forward. Just a gigantic man uh, with great technique. Has been a starter since his freshman year uh, at the University of Houston, but. You're you're going to get guys on whether we like it or not, and and you're still and and it's okay. You and some scouts are still in 1985, 1990 mode where we need the six three, two hundred twenty pound guy, um, you know that that has to play at a power five school, playing against SEC competition every week. But you would have been the guy that would have overlooked Josh Allen, yeah. And you would have not. You would have overlooked Josh Allen at a place like Wyoming because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have been real thrilled about against the competition that he mm-hmm. played against, which Fair. was part of the argument you had against Zappi and yep. Western Kentucky. But as someone pointed out that outlook and analysis uh, on Zappi, Bailey Zappi is not stocky. Bailey Zappi 
the guy was complaining about Bailey Zappi's accuracy. If you look at his numbers from the time he started at now, what it's now known as HCU, they changed their name from Houston Baptist to Houston Christian. Mm-hmm. He started at fifty six percent his freshman year because he played. He he started their program. They were a brand new football program. Mm-hmm. They'd never played football before there, and every single year in college, his accuracy went up not minimally but significantly incrementally to the final year at Western Kentucky he's hitting 69% of his passes so don't give me a paragraph about how inaccurate a guy is when his last 3 seasons are 62 65 and 69% as he continues to climb the ladder against better competition he got into better competition at Western Kentucky and threw for his highest completion percentage and most touchdowns he'd ever thrown for so when you read some of these analysis out there that some of these people put together, remember, they're trying to give you analysis of like 700 dudes. There's no way they've watched more than one or two series of Bailey Zappi when they say something like that. And I think, again, we asked Jay Gruden the same question yesterday. How does Bill who's training two guys to be offensive coordinator, on-the-job training. Because remember, Matt Patricia, the pencil, was his longtime defensive coordinator. Now he's coaching on the offensive side. Okay? And he's got two neophyte quarterbacks in Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, who he's trying to teach as well, all at the same time. And what was the one thing Jay said in that recap of what's going on in New England? Was how well their defense had played, Mm -hmm. which allows them to... Take it, take their time, and you know, feed these guys properly, slowly as they go along. Well, the defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain last night. All of a sudden, you got Jones and Zappy out there, you know, down in the game, trying to throw balls all over the place, throw the ball maybe a little bit too much, quite frankly, because Stevenson is their big offensive weapon, and and they're going to look bad in that situation. And, and they did; they made some bad throws, bad decisions, and. That's part of dealing with a rookie quarterback. Exhibit A, Peyton Manning's rookie season. Go back and look at it. For a gazillion touchdowns that he threw, there were also a bunch of mind-numbing interceptions that he threw in that rookie season. It's all a part of being a first-year quarterback in the NFL because the game is totally different at this level because it's coached better and obviously it's played better by the players. A couple of things, too. I mean, listen. New England did not play well in any phase last night. No phase. Okay, but... As we talked about with the Commanders, who held on to the ball for, what, 36 minutes and change on Sunday and limited possessions and limited opportunities that Aaron Rodgers could pick them apart, short, intermediate, deep, something nobody else talked about yesterday that I heard, um, and I listened to a lot. Um, nobody talked about, hey, this great defense that Jack Del Rio's thrown out there, again, they they have faced some anemic offenses recently, number one. And number two, again, part of this is on them, but part of this is on the offense. They held the ball for 37 minutes. They only had to be out there for 23 minutes and nine and a half possessions. Well, last night, the Chicago Bears, and I have been rough on Justin Fields. I was not a Justin Fields guy coming out of Ohio State. I would have never traded up for him. I probably would have been wrong. I understand he's a chiseled freak and all that stuff. I need more out of my quarterbacks. I understand he's with a bad system. I understand now he's with a defensive coach, Matt Eberflus. Here's what I know. They, at least the last two weeks, if they didn't throw up inside the five-yard line three times against the Commandos, 
They would be 2-0, and and they're averaging over 390 yards of offense in each of their last two games on primetime because they were at 394, I believe it was, against the Commanders and 390 last night. And I'll give you a couple more reasons. Much like we talked about the Commanders improving on third down on Sunday, and that's what finally got their offense going and what allowed Taylor Heineke to do what Taylor Heineke does and Terry McLaurin and this, that, and the other thing, keep the defense off the field, the Bears – 11 of 18 on third down. The Bears, the pedestrian offense of all pedestrian offenses. I mean, you can't find a more pedestrian offense than the Chicago Bears. 11 of 18 on third down, 390 total net yards, 37 minutes and 14 seconds worth of time of possession. Again, you limit the po- – this is what the numb nuts, number nerds, mm. numb nuts, number maniacs out there do not – understand attack them big fella get them they do not get it yes points come from a great passing game sure how many great passing games are there out there patrick mahomes josh allen and who else Justin Herbert. Oh, Justin when, Herbert. When he has maybe. all his weapons. Yeah. When, when okay. Keenan Allen right. is healthy. Joe Burrow, obviously, Sunday, but yeah, he but he had struggled early. My point being is great points come from the passing game. Yes. When the passing game is clicking and when you have an all-world quarterback and great weapons and all of that stuff. Otherwise, Kirk. you have you have to mix and match. And even Kirk's not that great this year. They're five and one, but Kirk's That's not. That's the amazing thing. Right, exactly. he, isn't, he hasn't been as good as he's been the last couple of years, and they're five Why? and one. Because they're winning as a team. Because they're winning as a team. They're doing it all, right? And that's the point. If you can run the ball, if you can stay committed to it, if you know what you are, if you know what your freaking DNA is on offense and defense for that matter, as a team, if you know, if you know, if you know, and yes, you have to execute, and no, it did not look pretty at times for Justin Fields and the Bears. I mean, the interception, obviously, uh, that Judon uh, tipped up, all all, all that, I I got it. He was sacked twice in three plays near the end of the first half. I wanted to throw something at my television. Wasn't Matt Judon's fault New England last night? Last night, he was brilliant. I I will say he got suckered in and pinched in on a 28-yard end-around reverse. Um, uh, but, but but that's I, because you right. can because of a quarterback like Fields. Yes, you you have to play with an even higher degree yes. of discipline as a contained guy. Correct against a guy On like the him. Edge. To your point, because of because of uh, of the, the RPO right. and and and, the and from a strategic option, standpoint, right. to back up your point that you're making right now. When you're able to do the things that they were able to do, remember they got a two-headed monster now running back with yeah. Montgomery and Herbert. Yeah, I and mean we, David and, and Khalil. And we are, saw and we saw yeah. that, and Montgomery was just back. Right, David and Khalil are really good backs. Yes. Okay. Plus, you've now got the added dimension of field. So essentially, you have three guys that are legitimate. Th- I mean, one time they just snapped the ball to Justin. And it was sweep left. You right. know, with, with Justin running yep. the football, and yep. he got like eight yards. And a, and a big first down. But here's yeah. what, because you're able to do that, now what you're asking Justin Fields to do in the air game is a lot of low-risk mm-hmm. type passing stuff. I agree. Whereas New England last night got into a mode in the second half where Zappi had to try longer developing, higher-risk type throws, 
And when your quarterback gets put in that situation, I mean, hell, we're trying to figure out over the last couple of weeks what's going on with Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. We're trying to figure out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. If you put quarterbacks in bad situations where it takes a much higher level of risk to get to the reward you need to get Mm -hmm. because you're behind, so you need to get to that level of reward. Because that's how you get back in the football game. But part of the reason you're behind is because you can't stay ahead of the chains. You can't exactly. move the football. You can't is, convert on third down. The mistakes are even more magnified because as you fall behind yes. in a game, correct? Okay, you have to make the quarterback on the other team now take higher risk. You take make the coordinator take higher risk mm-hmm. because he needs a higher level of reward every possession that he has the football. In the second half, the Bears were never put in a position where Justin Fields, okay, if it were up to Grant Paulson and you, Justin Fields would never play an NFL game, okay? He would never play an NFL game. Just fo- Look, the evidence is on Twitter. Just all you got to do is follow WrestleMania621 and at Grant Paulson. If it were up to those two individuals, Justin Fields would never play a game. But New England... Never put him in a position last night where Chicago as a team and Fields as a quarterback had to take a higher risk and make higher risk, high reward plays. So, but I, but I, I but, can I can sit genius. here and compliment Justin Fields and say he's making progress. I understand that. I'm but just he, I'm still, complimenting he still leads you the NFL in 25 percent bad throws or whatever number they okay, put no, out on, on ESPN last Maddie, night. Maddie, rewind the tape. About seven minutes ago in this opening segment, Russell's killing the number nerds. So what did he just do right there? He went to the numbers to to make a point. When it fits, became, my, when it became, fits my narrative. He became a number nerd right there to make his point about Justin Fields. When it which, fits my which, narrative, that's when I use the numbers. In this case, in this case, you are actually correct, Okay. I try to be. But on both both ca- both cases you made here, you're right. You were apologetic. You said, Justin Fields, I was hard on you. I compliment you for the way you played last night. And then he went right back to the numbers about why Justin <laughs> Fields. Well, I told you, Justin Fields shouldn't be. They, they, him and Grant would never play Justin Fields. Okay? <laughs> would never play Justin Fields. It's that simple. Look, I mean, look, Washington's turned to the young quarterback. Their opponent this week is turning to a young quarterback. Yes, Matt Ryan allegedly has the grade two separation. So, again, for the first time in a long time, breaks are starting to turn Washington's way. You get Green Bay with basically no wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. You tackle a guy inches away from the goal line in Chicago. Now you go to Indianapolis with a chance to win three in a row, and you're doing it against a young neophyte quarterback in Sam Ellinger. It's an interesting week for Washington and a great opportunity that lies ahead. It'll be part of our focus this morning right here, as well as the breaking news about Brittany Griner and the Caps with a big win last night over the New Jersey Devils. Excellent performance by Washington. It's all between now, 9 and noon, right here on Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
You know, last night is a perfect example of the young quarterback out of all that group. And Chris talks about it all the time. And I do believe Chris's point about trading up significantly. And there were a lot of Washington folks that wanted Washington to rocket up the draft board, get involved in the Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance type sweepstakes. And while certainly Fields and even more importantly Jones, because Jones got his team to the playoffs last year, there have been flashes Okay, some for Jones more than the rest of that group. Trevor Lawrence really struggled uh, as a rookie because of the coaching situation. That wasn't his fault uh, there in Jacksonville. Uh, that was abominable. Lance can't get on the field because now he can't stay. He, get, he gets his chance, can't stay healthy. Fields a guy that has not exactly been put into the best coaching situation either over the two years he's been there in Chicago. So there are plenty of things when you're analyzing a young quarterback now in theory Chris Taylor Heineke is older than those guys but in terms of infancy in his NFL career the games he played last year really his first taste of significant role as a starter for a lengthy period of time and just like all those guys we saw some good we saw some bad now a guy that clearly this team rallies around And I don't know how much that really plays into the pro locker room. If a team really rallies around a guy, how much that really affects winning and how well that player plays and how well they play around that player. Of course, when a team wins, everybody goes, oh, yeah, see, look, they rally around that guy. But what happens if he goes out and loses three starts in a row? Are they still not rallying around that guy and playing hard? But the point being is now, You've got Heineke coming off of what has to be a confident second half, made all types of plays against a good defense and against a good secondary. Now as a team, you look up on the marquee, all of a sudden you go, ooh, they're going to go Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan. Dude, the confidence meter just pegged a little bit further to the right. If I'm Washington, and even if I'm a sarcastic, reluctant Washington fan base right now, My confidence meter even has to bend to the right a little bit more right now because I'm looking up and I'm seeing Indianapolis having the same chaos there. Not that they were gangbusters as it was offensively beforehand. That's why they're turning to Sam Ellinger here and hoping to catch a little lightning in a bottle with a former Texas quarterback. Yeah, this reeks, though, of complete desperation. I mean, it really does. This reeks of an impatient owner, an impatient front office, an impatient general manager who, you know, listen, uh, Chris Ballard's considered one of the best. I really, really, really liked what he did to rebuild the Colts. I thought he did a good job uh, with that offensive line. Quentin Nelson, uh, Ryan Kelly, I mean, drafted uh, both of those guys, the center and the right guard. Now, both have been beset by injuries and all sorts of uh, things. They haven't really gotten the left tackle situation figured out. They've had, again, a ton of injuries. Things have gone wonky in Indianapolis with that offensive line over the last, say, calendar year and year of football. That has exposed any and all quarterback, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger this Sunday, all of that, right? But this reeks to me of, hey, we're we're not getting the results that we want. We're not getting the results that we expected. We're not getting the results that we paid for and guaranteed our fan base, the media, 
Uh, Matt Ryan, hey, we let we set you up. We told you we were going to protect you. Now we're failing. So what are we going to do? We're going to bench your ass for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, by the way, this isn't a one-year, a one-week temporary thing. This isn't like, let's see if we can get a little. No, no, no. The head coach is going to stand there and say, after he's questioned whether this is a move for now or whether it's a move for the rest of the year, he's essentially going to say, it's for the rest of the year. And oh, by the way, while we're embarrassing you and humiliating you, Mac Ryan, for our mistake, for our failures, according to the head coach, we let you down. Oh, yeah, by the way, don't even bother dressing this Sunday. No, no, no. We know you're injured. Don't bother dressing because Nick Foles, you know, remember that guy? He's won a Super Bowl before. He's going to be the backup quarter. Oh, and by the way, one more thing. While we're embarrassing you, while we're humiliating you, while we're admitting failure once again, that shoulder injury that he's got, eh, it's not the reason. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, like, literally watching that yesterday between Reich and all the media coverage, when I, as soon as I got home, I, I was just blown away by the idiocy. I, I mean, what, like, Pete, let me ask you this. You have a quarterback who's 37 years old, who you went out, traded for, got, and gave $53 million guaranteed to over the next two years. He didn't have a guaranteed contract. They guaranteed it. And you bench him seven games into the season and say, nope, that's it. It's done for the... And then you don't use the excuse, the golden sombrero that you were handed. His shoulder is separated. He can't play. No, 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 no. No, this isn't for now. This isn't temporary. This isn't we'll go week by week. No, this is no thanks. You're done. We're starting some third string guy who made a couple of plays at the University of Texas when Texas football was bad. And oh, by the way. Most of which were with his legs, by the way. Yes. Oh, by the way. Thanks, but no thanks. But we did a bad job. Protect. We failed you, Matt Ryan. Listen, I have no like. I have often no idea what's going on in Commando Land. No, I. I it's hard to interpret what these front offices think and, and operate, and they don't use a lot of common sense. Co- lack of common sense one hundred and one, exhibited by what I thought used to be a pillar NFL franchise, right, of stability, of normal operation, like the way they run their show. Hide behind the freaking shoulder! And wouldn't 95% of people nationally, hell, 95% of people locally, take Ballard over Herney and and Mayhew? Yeah, but but to your point, not only that, 95% of people nationally, locally would have gone... All right, maybe there's something a little bit fishy here. He threw a pick six, threw two interceptions, and eh, whatever. Doesn't look like he's got the zip on yeah, the ball. You know, he's getting beat up. He's got the most interceptions or the most fumbles, 11. He's got the most interceptions, nine. He's got uh, the most sacks. I, I mean, the numbers are bad in a lot of ways. He's got a shoulder separation. He can't play. I think it's on his throwing arm, right? Should I? Rem- I, I think I can't yeah. remember. And should he- I remind you that they're only a half game out of first place? Yeah, in a bad division. <laughs> in yes. a bad division. What are we doing here, Indianapolis? Hello, this reeks of complete and utter desperation. This is quite. I'm going to say this, and hopefully nobody in Ashburn gets mad at me. But you know what? If you do, too bad. That's Be on careful. You. This is the kind of move. 
with the reasoning and the rationale and the explanation that I expect out of Ashburn, Virginia, not Indianapolis, Indiana. I, I could not be more disappointed with how the Indianapolis Colts handled this. They had a perfect off-ramp. They chose to literally run through it at 90 miles an hour like the dude did to me yesterday on 50 in Chantilly. Okay? Uh, they had a perfect off-ramp, and they blew it. They embarrassed Matt Ryan. They did not help him. They did not protect him. They were not patient with him. And now, what happens if Sam Ellinger sucks? I guess you go to Nick Foles, right? Even if Matt Ryan is healthy two, three weeks from now, I guess you go to Nick Foles. What happens when Nick Foles sucks? You're going to go back to Matt Ryan? Nick Foles might not suck, though, well, in the, maybe in the Frank Rank offense. Last time Frank turned to him, he put him in the, the – they, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. And, and made the second round of the playoffs the next year when Carson Wentz has always hurt. And somebody got mad at me yesterday. For suggesting Shocker. that this is a that this is a <laughs> colossal disaster on both teams, both the Commanders and the Colts. It's so ironic that they're playing this week, and you and neither dance. guy involved in the controversy is playing right. in the game. How if ironic! I, if I took if I gave you preseason odds of Heineke versus uh, Ellinger, <laughs> Heineke versus Ellinger in Week Eight, you, would you say plus two thousand plus a thousand? I'd probably go plus thirty five hundred. Okay. I mean, something crazy like yeah. that, right? Both of them, one of them benched, and one was going to get benched. Oh, because that's what he got mad at me for. I said, this has been a disaster on both ends, and they both played poorly or something. I, I, didn't, okay, say, but- I, I, I didn't say at first that Carson Wentz was going to get benched, but I did say it's been a debacle for both teams. But let me ask you a question, though. Using the same reasoning you just used about Matt Ryan, about not being patient enough and everything, mm-hmm. Would you say the same thing about Carson Wentz, about not being patient enough with well, him here? But the, the difference is, is they didn't bench Carson Wentz. But you're just intimating that it was probably coming. I'm intimating that it should have come, and I do believe, I do believe, I don't know, I believe that it was going to happen. I'm just saying you can't be contradictory and say the same uh, thing about not, Matt Ryan and not, not give Carson con- Wentz the same Right, courtesy. but I'm not being contradictory because I'm saying they didn't do it, number one, and I don't know that they were going to do it. Uh, but you just However, said that there well, was probably coming. What I believe, or it should have been what coming. What I believe and what I should, and, and here's the other thing. Matt Ryan, okay, just like last week against Jacksonville, he lit them up for over 400 yards. Correct. Throw the pill all over the place. You're asking 37-year-old Matt Ryan to throw 40-plus times a game Especially when, without and, Jonathan Taylor. Right, right. I mean, like, let, like let's be that, honest. And, and it's not that Naeem Himes is no, not talented. But they lost him early in the Denver game, too. Let's be honest, okay? The situation was way worse for Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, from what I can see, than it was for Carson Wentz here. And again... While I intimated that a benching was coming, that's what I believe. That's what I think was going to happen, not what I know was going to happen. By the way, can I give you some offenses that have been even more futile than Indianapolis? Denver. Yeah. With Russell Wilson. They've scored 13 less points. Okay? The world champion Rams have scored nine less points than even the Colts have. And they're sitting there at three and three, just like the Colts are. The Colts have a tie to extend along with it at three, three and one. So, I mean, there are some other offenses with even more reputable veteran quarterbacks that are playing more futile. 
You know, I mean, it's you look around the league, and it's not like it's just a Indianapolis issue. You know, I mean, it, there, there's a team in their division that sucks that somebody said was going to win the division, and still might because they're only two games back in the loss column. But the Houston Texans can't score, can't score. So it's and it, it, the Green Bay Packers right now can't score. So it's it's and, and they've got Aaron Rodgers. So scoring is down in the league as a whole. We've talked about that. We alluded to that a little bit yesterday. So it's not as if what's happening in Indianapolis is an Indianapolis only type thing. No, it, it, but it's there's happening been, in a lot of places around the league right now. There's now been a four year history of irrationality at that position. I mean, they've oh, been yeah. through I Jacoby Brissett. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers obviously coming there for one year stabilized them short term, but it was only one year. And maybe they were expecting more. I don't know. But they've been through the ringer. It's like seven years uh, in and a not row the with website, a different the guy yeah. as the opening day quarterback. Right. And, and, and listen, all teams want the answer at quarterback. But you have. You can't win the Super Bowl without it, Chris. I understand that. But you also, especially a veteran with the pedigree of Matt Ryan, you have to give a little more time to. I, I, I Look, we, we got to take a timeout, trending, all that. This is fascinating to me because, again, I didn't say Ron Rivera. As a matter of fact, Ron Rivera did not bench Carson Wentz when he very well could have, using, again, an injury as a shield, whether he wanted to or not, he did not bench him. I believe it was coming because I believe Carson Wentz would have continued to play like horses patoot. Okay? But it did not happen. So two totally different situations, even though there are some similarities. 301-230-0980, breaking news with Brittany Griner. Russell's got it on what's trending. Indeed. Unfortunately, Brittany Griner has lost her appeal in a Russian court, uh, which was somewhat expected. A regional court in Moscow upholding Griner's August conviction on charges of drug possession and smuggling with criminal intent. She has been held there since February of this year. Details still coming in on what exactly this means, but obviously not a good sign for Brittany Griner as we speak. The Colts, as we just mentioned, will start Sam Ellinger in place of Matt Ryan. Ellinger, a 2021 sixth-round pick against the Commanders at 425 this Sunday. Of course, our game day coverage all day here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Apparently, Ellinger will start for the rest of the year, so says Frank Reich. Matt Ryan with a shoulder injury, uh, but Nick Foles will be Ellinger's backup. He is uh, Ellinger has not thrown a pass in the regular season. Now, J.P. Finley of 106.7 The Fan, NBC Sports Washington uh, says Chase Young expected to return to practice tomorrow, kicking off a 21-day activation window. However, he's unlikely to play against the Colts this Sunday. Monday night football fallout as we open up the show. 9.05, hit the Odyssey Rewind, Team 980. Uh, talk about the Justin Fields-led Bears and how they took down Bill Belichick's New England Patriots and the Wizards host of the Pistons tonight. Right here, 6.45 on the radio party and the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. And that's what's trending. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty touchdown at ten ten minutes away. Two teams that you know we thought that the, the storyline coming into this game was going to be Wentz versus Ryan about how the Colts had moved on from Carson. Wentz, uh, Ryan was going to be the new guy finally. You know, let go out of Atlanta. 
where they had been languishing since going to that Super Bowl and having that 28-3 lead. One wonders if they hold on to that lead, they win that Super Bowl. Dan Quinn is probably still there as head coach. Ryan's probably still there as a quarterback. Who knows? Your thoughts on it. Let's get uh, to the phones. 301-230-0980. Line one, that's where Johnny's at. What's up, Johnny? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. What's up, Johnny? Well, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say whether or not I think he'd still be the quarterback over there. Mike Ryan's still be the quarterback over there. It's hard to say. I, but I'm sure the Colts are probably kicking themselves, even though we may not appreciate what Wentz was able to do behind our makeshift offensive line. I'm sure the Colts is probably wishing they had him back to do what he did last year at the very least for them right now. So, I mean – Taylor Heineke, I know everybody loves him because we know how our fans here love the backup, but we already know what Taylor Heineke is. We've had him here. We know we can win some games with him, but nobody wants to just win some games. Everybody wants us to we, – we, we're looking to try to get to a Super Bowl or playoffs is not enough. We want a, we want a, we want a Super Bowl here. So, I mean – I, I appreciate what he he's able to do, and I think we're going to enjoy seeing him play. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt, uh, but we we enjoy seeing him play until you know Wentz get back or until we we end up going in another direction. I don't really I don't have a lot of faith in our quarterback situation right now. Well, yeah, you you <laughs> should you shouldn't, and that's understandable. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it. Uh, Look. <clears throat> Taylor Heineke gave the commanders, outside of a bad first half, terrible first half, and it was worse. When I went back and I watched it, it was even worse than I thought. Oh, yeah, it was bad. He gave them a short-term shot in the arm. That's what exactly what Frank Reich, Chris Ballard, and Jim Irsay are thinking, hoping, trying to do. M- maybe they thought, oh, hey, look at what Heineke did. Sure, there was some struggle. Sure, there were some issues. But you know what? Maybe Sam Ellinger's mobility buys us one or two more positive plays instead of the sacks and the hits and whatever that Matt Ryan was taking. Turnovers, fumbles, all that stuff. And listen, there is data to suggest that Matt Ryan was awful. Awful. I don't think Matt Ryan played as bad as some of that data suggests. I've watched some of the Colts, not all of the Colts, and I watched a bunch of their game against the Jaguars last week. Again, it's the Jaguars. They still stink. But Matt Ryan was really, 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 really good without Jonathan Taylor in that game. Got Jonathan Taylor back, yes, against a better defense on the road, and he sucked. He had a bad game, and then he got injured. Again, this isn't about moving on from Matt Ryan as much as it is, why didn't Frank Reich just hide behind the hook? Guys, you can't play. Yeah, I, I can't put a quarterback out there that can't protect himself. <coughs> Excuse me, behind our office. My allergies are killing me. Behind our offensive line, who's got a great two-shoulder separation? It makes no sense. No sense. And maybe they're just hoping that Ellinger gives them that little shot in the arm that Heineke gave the commanders in the second half. I don't know if it'll work out. Uh, I mean, that's really up to the commanders. Strategically, command- though, it's against the defense – that while it's improved over the yeah. last five weeks, you know, there's probably a little confidence they think they can make some plays in there. Well, there should be because they've lead the league still, I believe, in in big or explosive plays, depending on how you, you know, grade all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're if they don't lead the league, they're right there at the very, very, very top of the leaderboard. Yet they're number two in third down defense. And we 
We have been preaching on this show, and we're not the but, only ones. But we've been but preaching that the means improvement you're, on. You're also giving up plays on first and second sure, down. Sure, so teams are having some sure, success on first and sure. second down. Absolutely. Though that's gotten better in recent Absolutely. weeks here as well. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, like, listen. Nobody's saying that this defense is great. And nobody should be saying that this defense is great. Meaning the commander's defense. Like, all of the accolades that are being thrown. Oh, hey, Jack Del Rio, all of a sudden he knows how to coach defense. Guys, they shut down, for the most part, shut down is a strong word. They controlled the Titans, the Bears, and the Packers. Three... How do I Titans who this? won again this week, I Bears know, who won again this week. But three somewhat anemic offenses. Yeah, but look around. It's what, not like they've shut down a juggernaut. I understand that, Chris, but look at what I just told you, though. There are a lot of offenses struggling around. I, I know. I get it. I get it. We, so, I mean, we went through I, Patrick, who, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow is showing signs of life. Justin Herbert, I mean, he's got all sorts of injuries. But, I mean, even when he had some guys, he wasn't exactly ripping people apart. There's like three teams in the league that are playing well on offense right now. Challenges for scouts of all these NFL teams. They're going to have to do a better job evaluating these college guys and the college offenses and the things that are being done out there. Because if you miss on a quarterback, we're seeing around the league right now that if you miss, and even if you go get the aging veteran, you can have the aging veteran like Ryan, like Stafford. Stafford delivered your world championship last year. But right now, that Rams offense can't score. Cannot score. You know, Pittsburgh tried to go with the veteran in Trubisky. They're already playing picket. So it, you're, you're seeing this as a place around the league, not just in one or two places, but in a lot of places right now. It's a great challenge going forward. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe a guy like Heineke can continue to improve, or maybe somewhere down the road, Hal gets an opportunity. Either way, Washington is just like a number of other NFL franchises right now, trying to find the consistency at quarterback, because when you don't have it, you get what Chris is just talking about. One week, Matt Ryan is throwing for 400 against the Jags, and the next week, he's getting benched. 301-230-0980. We go into touchdown at 10. Next, coming up about this matchup and more, Heineke versus Ellinger all of a sudden. Wentz, Ryan, both out in their respective places. 301-230-0980. And, of course, take us with you everywhere you go. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.